Welcome to the Tex-Ags Marin and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The 25th-ranked Aggies are on a much-needed off week before hosting top-ranked Alabama. That'll be a week from Saturday, Kyle Field, 2.30 kick on CBS. A&M coming off of a sloppy, another sloppy game in Arlington at Jerry World, 31-27, but managed to win and send Jerry Jones home sad again over lowly Arkansas. That was last week in Arlington. The, the Aggies managed just 89 yards rushing. That's been a problem. 53 against Clemson, 56 against Auburn, 89 on the ground against Arkansas in the three games that have really mattered this year. They turned it over twice. Turnovers have been a little issue too, especially in the red zone when you're on the verge of scoring. That's been a problem. One of those turnovers was in the red zone, a touchdown or an interception thrown by Kellen Mond there in the, in the end zone. Uh, but the Aggies did find a way to withstand the very best that Arkansas could muster. I think a lot of us could say they had a good game plan. They played some of their best football, probably their best football by a mile of the year. Uh, and still win for the eighth consecutive time in this series. Now, that's the fifth time in the last six meetings that A&M has beaten Arkansas by just one score. Several of those gone into overtime, one score in five of the last six meetings. Now, coming up on the program, we'll take a look, we'll examine it, we'll dissect it a little bit, the win over the Hogs, and much more. We're joined by Texas columnist Olin Buchanan, Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network, and Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio. All that and more, we'll pick about there are only three games that matter in the SEC this weekend, and we'll do that in the final segment. You're listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Welcome back to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's go back and examine this win over Arkansas. It was uh, an ugly win, but that, that beats a pretty loss any day of the any time. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So let's look at it a little bit. There's some things to take away positively, some things absolutely that are cause for concern with this football team. So Olin Buchanan joins us right now as we share some takeaways on the four-point win over Arkansas on Saturday. 
It was another crazy game against Arkansas. That was closer than it ever should have been, but we could all see it coming. We talked about it for five days leading up to it. Probably going to be like this. It was a wild one again. A&M did some really good things in the game, but made so many mistakes on both sides of the ball. Three and two does feel a lot better than two and three and oh and two in the SEC as we sit here on a Monday, OB, but quite a bit of concern about how A&M played and how it looked against a bad, bad Arkansas team. Yeah, it's uh, it is a conference win, so you got that. But, you know, I would say, would you feel good? Would anybody feel good, say, for going out and eking out a win over Vanderbilt? No. And, 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 and you might not have even done that because if Vanderbilt and Arkansas played, Vanderbilt way win. There's no way to spin it. You can get a professional spin doctor out. Uh, Arkansas's bad. They're not a good team. They are. And you went out, and, and it wasn't so much what Arkansas did. It's what the Aggies did not do or the things they did to themselves. They did themselves, yep. But which, if, it, if this had been an isolated situation, that's why you could write it off. Hey, Arkansas's playing uh, its – Super Bowl, it's season saver, which they were. By they the were, way. And, and they played like that. They yeah, actually went yeah. out and tried. To, yeah, yeah, they really did. They always do. And, they and, and it up you could well. say that you know. So Arkansas plays its season saver, and uh, you know the Aggies had an off day. Except that you're five games into the year, and you're still committing multiple turnovers, and there's still busts here and there. And so then you say, maybe this is just who this team is. Well, I think you have to say that. We've been talking about this whole identity oh, and what's the go. identity of this football team. And right now the identity of this football team is because it happened against Clemson, Auburn, and even Arkansas is it is a very mistake prone team that makes a lot of, has a lot of self-inflicted wounds that kills itself. This run. thing shouldn't have been even close and, and really shouldn't have OB. If they played as badly as they played the entire game, didn't block anybody on the offensive line and didn't get a pass rush to save their life, really without blitzing. And here and there they got it, but even blitzing they didn't get home. And, and, all, and all the other mistakes happened in the game. If they just catch the ball on the deep ball, that's a third game and a big game where they had a deep ball early in the first or second or third drive and could not, could not capitalize on it, wide open. And, and that was a, a slowdown route. He said he lost it in the sun. Well, Jimbo didn't like that excuse because he barely played after that. Isn't there a roof on that? Are lost in the lights. In the lights so I guess yeah. it was LED lighting <laughs> but, nowadays. Yeah. So that, and then you gave them a free walk-in touchdown. It could have been if you just gave, if you didn't have the fumble for a touchdown, and you caught that walk-in touchdown, and they said, "Now we're talking about a very sloppy 18-point win." It turns out it was four, and you let them off the hook. But but yeah, it, you know, that would be the spin, right? If you just not done this and just not done that. Then but those talking. are mistakes, though, Obi. But, I'm not trying to spin the, it, promise No, you. I'm saying that would be the spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you say, like I said, if this was an isolated situation, then, you could, then the spin might work. Right. But that's who they are. They don't get a – and on top of that, the fact, like you mentioned, they don't get a pass rush. I, that's the, the biggest – of all the things going on, that's the biggest stunner to me is they, they, that they haven't been able to mount – a uh, a consistent pass rush because mm-hmm. you're uh, not stunned that the offensive line. Well, I'm is pretty poor. You stunned at how poor it is. I'm pretty. Uh, no, I thought it'd be better, or or I thought they'd be better. They had a chance to be better. I said it all off season at four of the five positions. I knew they wouldn't be better at center, yeah. but I didn't know they were going to be the, the decline was going to be this dramatic. But at other, I don't know that the other guys on the line have have gotten better. You can't run against Arkansas, um. So, uh, and so the you, you don't run well when they they finally let Kellen be more involved in the running game, and I think that opened it up for for Cabote, mm-hmm. uh on that late drive in the fourth quarter because then you had to as the ends they couldn't pinch down on the run as much because they had to respect the threat of Mon taking it around, and so that opened up a little yep. more space. You saw Kabodi have some – he doesn't strike me as a guy that's ever going to get you that 20- or 30-yard run, but he was right. able to get loose and in there and get seven and eight yards, mm-hmm. and you're able to move the ball down. I think he uh, had three yards in the first half and 35 yards in the second half. He had a couple of big big chain-moving runs in there. Courtney Davis, they were attacking the edges with him with the reverses. Early. Early in the game. Yeah, they went away from that. Yeah, they actually ran a, a an option to the, with, with the receiver as the pitch guy. 
Yeah. Which I thought was very creative. That was. So you have to do stuff like that, mind, and then get somebody else involved, probably Anaya Smith now too, get him involved somehow creatively in the run game because this team, there are no holes to be had between the tackles right now against anybody. Colorado uh, State had a 180-yard rusher. Yeah. A&M's leading r- rusher had 38 yards. So you got a uh, – uh, now, the thing that if you're looking for reasons to be encouraged, they finally seem to say, all right, this Anaya Smith guy, yeah. we've got to play him all the time. Thank you. And not just in the fourth quarter or late. You know. So, yes. so Anaya Smith, I, I would be stunned if he wasn't a starter moving forward. I'll, he might be A&M's best offensive weapon. Well, here Courtney. There's this Jamon guy well, too. He's yeah. been good. Uh, they Jamon, got three three pieces there. Yeah, and and the thing that that gets my head uh, wanted to explode is when I get on our message board and I shouldn't. And I have there's the same people that think that blames everything on Kellen Mond. I'm thinking you just don't understand football, do you? But with the pass rush and the lack of a running game and all these things, Mond is not perfect. And the interception he threw was egregious but the fact of the matter is he's one of the few positive things you have going on offense if you are grappling about mond right now you don't know football and and the fumble was not on mond the fumble was on the receiver i mean the running back who when mond was trying to take it back on his own read uh tried to snatch it back out of his hands that but he's supposed to be able to take it if yeah. it's given and they're just not that was a bad there. communication. He they've got to stop putting the ball on the turf. He's got to stop turning the football over in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But Kellen Mond is the only thing you got right now in the passing game and those weapons. He cannot run the football with the running backs. The running backs are confused. They're not blocking. You're not blocking air right now up front. The tight ends are a non-factor. You got those three receivers. You're, and, you're and big, your big dog's not a factor in the receiving game at all. So you got you got the playmaker. Anaya Smith, and you got those two juniors, and you have Kellen Mond, who's on pace to be fifth all-time in a single season in passing yards at A&M, who's on pace to be inside the top five in completion percentage ever in a season at A&M, where he's on his back every time he goes back to a five- or seven-step drop and has no time at all and no run game, OB. I mean, no run game at all. In fact, you know, if you took away the sacks – the four sacks, once again, the pressure he's under. If you take away the four sacks, he was easily A&M's leading rusher. Yeah, 67. So he's doing everything for your team. And then there are people that are like, oh, this guy is, is killing Like, are you – do you um, – I guess I should – you know, I, I shouldn't let that get to me. But there's Mon's so many things in the country with, in passing yards. Right there's now. so many things wrong with this team right now that Kellen Mon is so far down the list he shouldn't yeah. even be – mentioned but you know we have those that do yeah there are a lot of things to talk about and and is he perfect no No. not by any stretch of the imagination he's not perfect is he the best quarterback in the sec no no he's not the best quarterback in the sec not by any stretch of the imagination but he's far from the issue right now for this football team we'll have more with Owen buchanan on the other side on the texags maroon and white report crm sports network Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Back with Olin Buchanan in studio. And let's look at areas of focus for Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies during the bye week as laid out by Coach Fisher during the Monday press conference. A lot of things that he discussed and a lot of things that you need to get better at during the bye week because you got Bama looming in two weeks and then you still have Georgia, still have LSU. So much to focus on. Coach Jimbo Fisher did focus on it on Monday with the media. Uh, Paul is, is going to redshirt. Uh-huh. He come and we, he had a talk and he had a discussion because he wanted me to know more and he said he elected to redshirt and it was very tough and that he's done a great job for us and we come to the conclusion that him and his future and that's what he wanted to do and I'm in agreement. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Colin, your reaction to the Paul news? Um, not surprised. Uh, I mean, I didn't know that he was – once I found out he was going, it didn't surprise me. That he but, would. That he would because um, of of what you know, uh, the last guy just, just texted is that um, the numbers game. 
Yeah. And I'm not starting now and with Demas and all the and and Moose and 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 uh little prize coming in who's not little. Yeah, and no seniors at receiver. And, and then some of the other guys th- that are that came in last year that are young that'll get their chance eventually. The numbers game just shows that just indicates that he's not going to play receiver. Now, I thought Rashad was a heck of a good punt returner. I there may have been a time, but I do not remember him ever fumbling a punt. There may have been he one. He buffed his last punt against Arkansas okay. or Auburn, remember? But but A and M fell on it. But, okay, but I have I can't remember him ever losing a, a sure. fumble punt. And I think the biggest there were some critics about him. The 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 his biggest for lack of a better word, sin as a punt returner was that he followed Christian Kirk, the best ever. Right. Uh so he never returned exactly. one for a touchdown, but he was reliable. And, you know, I can remember a heck of a return he had at Mississippi State that gave AM a chance to score uh, last year. So I thought he was really good uh in the role, but he wanted an expanded role, and I completely get that. And uh, and quite frankly, there's a lot of places he can go where I believe he will have an expanded role. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Sumlin were on the phone with him. I wouldn't be surprised, definitely wouldn't be surprised if he went down a notch or even went somewhere cl- even closer to home. Well, he's equidistant to Waco, right? Someplace like that. He could go transfer and He's got his – you know what? I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. We have no idea. He might He might stay, but I can't see him redshirting voluntarily – and coming back and then just getting his job back. This is an Ia Smith show now. Yeah. Unless somebody, unless you get a chain or something that might be, I don't know if he's better or not at doing that. But I'm not worried. A and M's not going to miss a beat at punt return. Yeah, the, great the, kid though. We'll A&M miss him has a lot, of, a lot of guys that can handle that that uh, responsibility. I think Rashad is too, and I, I don't mean this as a as a way to put down any other programs. I think he's too good to take a step down in, in classification. I think you'll see him surface at a maybe Baylor like you said maybe Arizona maybe Kansas you know maybe yeah. not but, I guess what's his motivation does he want to be like a number one receiver but the thing I don't know if he want, if he'll ever be a number one receiver right. because number one guys typically are wide outs and he still strikes me as a guy that's going to be mm-hmm. most uh effective out of the slot but I think he could be a heck of a slot receiver for a lot of places he just there's just too much here oh yeah you know being it's kind of like uh his situation if you were Rakeem Boyd now you would be the starter here yeah but at the time there he, he's obviously good enough to be a starter at the at a major level Rakeem Boyd mm-hmm. yeah but at where he was at the time he wasn't probably going to play at least not in a, a big role right. I think Rashad is a good, good enough point. player that kind of similarly maybe mm-hmm. he'll show up at Arkansas but he can move on to it and still play in a F- FBS and, and be, be a good player. The much tougher um, loss for the here and now is Ronnie Elam not being out there because, quite frankly, He's playing well. I think you take a major step down at nickel right now between uh, 27 and 21. But just uh, We didn't know this going into the year, but Ronnie Elam has done more than flash it. He was, he was consistent. He He's went up and well. high-pointed a ball with Trevor Lawrence. Had a sack. Had a sack. Yeah, He's he had did a couple of interceptions. Mm-hmm. Played well in I that. think he hit well and tackled well. I like him in that nickel spot, OB, and I, I hope he comes back. hope it all works out, whatever it is. Whatever it is. It works it is. Out. So we got that. Now, as you wrote, the focus is just it's bye week. Yeah, of course, Bama's going to be a big part of it. you got extra time to prepare for him. But as you wrote, it's all about right now doing the ordinary things better like last year's team did. Mm-hmm. This team doesn't do the ordinary stuff very well. they got to get back to doing that like Jimbo said. Yeah, and I think that's what they're going to um... – well, that's what they said, that they're really going to focus on the fundamentals and doing the things right. When they start talking about uh, breaking down the film and, you know, you, your average fan isn't going to see this. But with, like we've said, we we took what they said and go back and look and see, see the points they're making. There are plays to be made, plays that should have been made. Yes, sir. If, if, uh, if a guy stays on his block an extra half a second or even that, an extra step, if a running back follows the, the 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 blocker like he's supposed to and doesn't cut up at the wrong time, there's a touchdown. Um, the if you know the, the the fumble was a miscommunication should never happen. Uh, it happens a lot when you're running zone read, but it shouldn't. Uh, you know, drop pass here. There was you talked about it yesterday. They were very close, and it was Arkansas, so no one would have cared. They're very close to blowing out Arkansas instead oh, yeah. of having to to. Uh, 
uh, you know, muddle through a win. Without even playing better. They blow them out by 18 just if Rodgers catches the pass and they don't have the fumble six. That's an 18-point win that looks ugly. So they're, what they're going to do is say, that we are going to spend two weeks trying to clean up all this. And if we can clean up all this, we can be a pretty good team. Now, right. the question is, are they going to clean it up? Because right. to, to, to understand what you did wrong is one thing. To correct it is another. Last year, they understood it. They corrected it. But you got a whole different, you know, di- different guys. You got younger guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are new problems. Um, you know, last year you had a lot of juniors that, like, like Sternberger and, and, and Travion and some guys like that, say, hey, if we got some problems – uh, we're not doing right. All right, I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm a little more mature, so I understand it. Plus, I can, with confidence, um, relay my concerns sure. to some teammates. There were a lot of those guys, guys with an attitude and an edge about them. Right, Tyrell Dotson had an edge. He Donovan did. Wilson had a heck of an and, edge, and they they would relay their yeah nice core. I'm being right. nice. Relay their concerns. A and M's got to a find that uh, number one, identify their problems, which apparently they've done. Uh, B. Now they've got to they've got to solve those problems. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can you can improve on doing the ordinary stuff better. Like you said, with repetition creates habit, things like that. Matabike thinks the best is yet to come. That's actually a quote that he had a lot of little isms. He got even confused by his isms at one point along the way. Right, instead of diamonds out of dust and then the ceiling thing, I think he something in the clouds and creates dust. He got his jimboisms confused. Yeah, that I'm was good. Say, I think he's been listening. Yeah, Justin definitely is paying attention when the coach talks. Yes. Cuz he repeats what the coach tells him. Yes, he does. He does. Now Fisher's task, he laid it all out. Hey, you got to run the ball better. B, we got to rep until it becomes habit and then C, the mental toughness has got to get better and the competitiveness and the competitive edge has got to get better. There's no doubt all of that can happen and you can start doing the ordinary better, OB. But sooner or la- the, the challenge is sooner or later, is that just who you are? Is the make- makeup culture of this particular team in 2019 mistake prone? And will it carry all year long? Well, that's what we don't know. But you can fix that stuff. You can, but will it? Yeah. And that's, that, that's going to be the million dollar question. That's going to be the question. And that's going to determine how successful uh, this team is, whether or not they're going to finish six and six right. or five and seven. Or are they going to finish eight and you know finish eight and five or nine and four, right? Or or better? How quickly are we turning our full attention to Buzz? A lot of that has everything to do with with how well this team does the ordinary well. Because I think you start looking at, I still think four SEC teams can make the New Year's Six. They did last year. They've done it on multiple years in this new era. Um, and then you know, so if your fifth team is Florida and your sixth team is who? Mississippi State, Missouri, or A&M. Everybody else absolutely stinks. Probably won't even make a bowl. He might just get lucky and have somebody that's bad make a bowl. Uh, but, I mean, you're talking seven teams that are – six teams that are flat-out terrible. So you're in that mix still for good things. You just got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Maybe maybe shock somebody along maybe the way. Maybe improve enough to beat some, right. somebody you're not supposed to beat. Yeah. There's still an opportunity for this group. Yeah, it, it is. You, you look at – now, they seem to take a step back on defense. So they're yeah. going to have to. We're we're really focusing on offense and the uh, the plays that weren't made that they they were there, and forgetting the fact that the defense did not play well against Arkansas. Against right. Arkansas, yep. yeah. Let Ben Hicks cut him up a little bit. Did not get the quarterback down much. And maybe you know you got to look a, strongly at at that secondary again and try to figure out why the why there's not more of a pass rush beyond Matt BK. And hey, mm-hmm. maybe you got to start dialing up more blitzes. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll go in the trenches with Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. 
but listen. Being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. It is the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's go to the phone lines right now, talking A&M Arkansas and tackling the big story of the week surrounding athletes benefiting from their name, image, and likeness. A lot to talk about as we go in the trenches on the phone line with Cole Kublik of the SEC Network. Give us your reaction right off the top to California State Bill 206. I got to assume you've been talking about this quite a bit, can allow athletes – it will be illegal to prevent athletes in California, at least for now, to benefit off their name, image, and likeness. As a former student athlete turned college football analyst, what's your reaction? Uh, well, it's disappointing to me, number one, that the federal government feels like they need to get involved, or state government feels like they need to get involved and make these decisions. Uh, I don't believe that they are best qualified to be able to make decisions that are going to impact collegiate athletics to this scale. Um, I, I am, I'm not necessarily for it. Uh, I believe that the power of the platform provided within collegiate athletics gives you the earning power for the rest of your life that can offset a hundred bucks to send out a tweet or $5,000 from a car dealership or whatever. Now, could that money help some kids? Absolutely. Yeah, I speak from my experience and from my situation. There were kids that I played with that had more than me. There were kids that I played with that had less than me. But I, I believe in the power of the platform that you're provided. And I think that there's a, to me, this is something that needs to be thought out, that needs to be discussed, and the details need to be worked through before we just say, oh, yeah, let's go let guys uh, do any commercial that they want or any advertisement that they want. Because, I mean, the NCAA right now, Gabe, that they they can't legislate all the rules that they have in place as it stands today. Right. And now we're going to open the doors for a hundred bucks to send out a tweet, two hundred fifty bucks to post on Instagram, one hundred fifty dollars to post on Facebook. I mean, we're going to get to the point where guys are getting extra. Are, are they going to get bonus cash every time they mention a product in a post game interview, or if they come on your show and they mention Smitty K's or mm-hmm. if they mention the Republic, they're going to get an extra 50 bucks every time they get it out in an interview. I mean, are we going to turn college football players into NASCAR drivers every time they're doing interviews? I mean, it's just, these are just things that I think about. Right. And for me, what it, I'm, I'm all for athletes getting more. I, I, I believe that they deserve a bigger piece of the pie. And I'm for that. I would be more for putting some of this money into a fund to help with health insurance for college football players, college basketball players for the rest of their life or guys who do fall on hard times setting up programs to help them go find employment. Or maybe there's certain things that they're not able to do later in life, and you can help them with that. that those are the things that I feel like the NCAA should, should be providing, not the ability to go 
sign a football and make $250 off of it. Yeah. So, but I understand that that could be very beneficial to a lot of collegiate athletes. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm hundred percent against it. What I'm saying is it doesn't feel very well thought out right now because I begin to look at the underbelly and everybody's going to say, well, these recruits are getting paid anyway. And the big boys are already bringing in all the high-profile recruits as it is, so now this might give smaller teams a chance. Well, you're essentially just opening the door to create a false market, in my opinion, of where guys are going to overpay just to steer a kid to come to a certain school. And what's the relationship going to be like if that player doesn't live up to expectations? What's the relationship going to be like if that player flunks out of school? What's the relationship going to be like if that player transfers after four games? All these things have to come into play. And if a big money booster is giving a kid a hundred grand to push his car dealership, and the coach isn't playing him, how, how does that all of a sudden? Uh, how, how does that all of a sudden complicate the relationship between people who are giving money to the school and people who are giving money to the players? Also, keep in mind from the school's perspective, this is money that's not going to be going to the school anymore. It has been in the past, and I don't know how well thought of that's going to be by a lot of these institutions. So there's there are a lot of parts of this that. that that are very complicated, and I, I, I stand by this. Every dollar that I've made in my professional life has been because I played football at Auburn University. Sure. And that is not because a bunch of Auburn boosters, I mean, yellow fellow wasn't just handing me checks when I graduated. It didn't work <laughs> that way. But I got into pharmaceutical sales when I got out of Auburn. God and there was you. a – Santa Fe Simpolabo was expanding, and they had interviews in Birmingham, Alabama, where I'm from. I took my resume up there. I dropped it off. I had no sales experience. I was three months out of college. I was coaching football at Bumpus Middle School that feeds Hoover High School here in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> that was all I was doing. And one of the managers saw my name, recognized it, called me in for an interview, probably just to talk about football. And what do you know? I allowed him in the interview. I got to the second interview, and I got the job. Well, along the way, I meet a sales manager for a medical sales company. And three, four years down the road, he ends up hiring me. Why did I get to know him and why did I get to meet him? Initially, because he was an Auburn fan and wanted to talk Auburn football. Uh, I'm not working for the SEC Network. I'm not doing a show on WJOX in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm not doing videos for AL.com if I didn't play football at Auburn University. That's the reality of it. So that platform has provided me earning potential 20 years after I played football at Auburn. And would I trade that for... $500 $500 for Mama Goldberg for me to go tell people how great their sandwiches are in Auburn, Alabama? Absolutely not. At the time, I probably would have. Sure. But I just, uh, are you going to cap it? Because if you're going to cap it, then all these people that are saying, oh, it's open market free enterprise, well, they're not going to be pissed off at that, right? Because then all of a sudden, it's not an open market free enterprise anymore because you're capping it. So then, then people are going to be mad. Well, why are you putting the ceiling on my earning potential? They're going to be upset about that. So, and I think you look past, we need to look past football here too because the real beneficiaries of these, you know, could be in some of the women's sports. You know, you, you start talking about volleyball players, tennis players, swimmers, swimmers, basketball players. I mean, there there are some female collegiate athletes on social media that are legitimate superstars via social media, and sure. the influencing power that they would have Good there point. could be real earning potential for them as well. So, that, and the reason that I say that is that just means more control. And that just means more compliance that's going to have to be placed over all the other sports, which they can't even handle the two big sports right now. So I feel like it yeah. opens. I, I, I want this to happen one day, Gabe. I just I don't feel like that a someone in government at the state level should be coming in and kicking these doors down. I'll say this just to be fair. I also don't think we get any movement on this if these states aren't putting this legislation in. So exactly. there's there's a give and a take here. This is a seesaw of emotion and reality, but it's going to happen at some point in time. I just don't know if pressing fast forward on this is the best way to do it. Uh, really, really strong points on this, Cole. And Cole Kublik with us from the SEC Network on the 12th Man Technology Hotline. And I'm just glad that they extended it three. Now, we, we're not going to get it right in three years and three months. I can promise you that. They're going to mess it up. But the two two things are pretty obvious. I'm really glad they got time to try to figure out what this looks like before they implement it. And secondly, it's not just going to be California. If it stays like this, every other state's going to have to competitively. They're oh, going to have Florida's to also, already beat them to the punch. Florida's got one set for 2020. There so, you, go. you know, and, and I mean, I, that's, I mean, I think for where college football is right now, that may be more impactful than California. Interesting. I mean, where, look, Florida's in the top 10. Florida State's probably going to be back. Since Florida's the top 25 football team. 
You know, uh, obviously Miami's a traditional power, so I mean, you could you could you could hit that ball back and forth, but I think that may be more impactful right now in Florida than it would be in in the Pac-12 uh, or in California, excuse me. And you know, I, I take this for example: we're, we're talking about fast-forwarding things into being reality. This four-game redshirt rule, when that first came out, every single coach that we met with and we talked to, whether it was Jimbo Fisher, whether it was Jeremy Pruitt, whether it was Dan Mullen, every single one of them, this is great. This is great for college football. Some of those coaches are second-guessing that now. Yeah, they didn't see I mean, it. Some of those coaches are, are really concerned about where that rule is going. I mean, we just sat down with Will Muschamp on Friday afternoon before we had Kentucky at South Carolina, and he's got some real concerns about it now. Think that the mentality of that whole deal has changed. Now, I, so you sit back and you say, was that well thought out when we put it in place? You know, was there, was there something we should have attached to that? Was there a way we should have altered that rule when we put it in place? So my, my whole point is just this does not have to happen today. Just calm down. Let's continue to think it out. Let's study it. Let's look at it. Let's get more people involved that have different opinions on it. And let's try to come up with the best solution possible. Good stuff, Cole. Hey, real quick here then, because that, that was important and I, I really wanted your perspective on that. So let's talk about the, the field of play here for just a couple of minutes. But a going to play number one. They already played the other number one. Now Bama's now the number one ranked team in the country. It's 11 days. Um, you know, you got a long way that this team needs to go, though, Cole, in just a week and a half and, and trying to get better. What what have you? What did you see good and bad from A&M in that Arkansas game? I think the good that you still see is the wide receiver core. I think the defensive line was disruptive. I think Kellen Mond still has big playability. The consistency seems to have tapered off a little bit, but I think part of that is because they can't do the things initially in this offense that Jimbo Fisher wants to do, mainly run the football. And what that sets up and allows Kellen Mond to be comfortable with is just not happening. Uh, obviously, I think second and third level, the defense didn't have as strong a performance against Arkansas as they had having some of the other games. You want to see that continue to ramp up and continue to improve and get better, but there's a lot of youth on the back end of that defense. You anticipate a little bit of that. But the positives for me going forward, number one, let's, let's just take this because I think you and I had this conversation before. We have completely, as a college football fan base and people who cover it, gotten away from a win being enough. 100%, that, uh, that is just not enough anymore. You beat one of your rivals in a neutral site. as an SEC game. That was an SEC Western Division game. It's still a big win. It's a nice win. Take the W, move forward, be happy about that, and begin to build around some of the things that you can take away from that game that you're going to be able to utilize to win games moving forward. More younger players got experience. That's going to help A&M down the road. But the reality is the offensive line has got to find a way to improve or Jimbo Fisher is going to have to find a way to sort of work around that group if they're going to have ultimate success on offense week in and week out. Who was your trenches player of the week in the SEC, Cole? I'm going to go Landon Dickerson, right guard from Alabama. Um, this guy plays with a serious, serious nasty. Um, he is physical, he is mean, and he's a guy that if you don't have your head on a swivel, he's going to probably catch you slipping at some point in time in the game. And he threw out a highlight reel of blocks in Alabama's game against Ole Miss. You know, he's been he's been doing some of this stuff for the entire season. He did more of it against Ole Miss. It's been a lot of fun to watch this year. Thank you, Cole Kublik. We'll take a timeout. We'll stay on the phone lines with Aaron Torres and Fox Sports Radio next on the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Back with you. It is the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Let's continue the focus on big picture college football and go around the country hitting the key storylines around the game with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio on the phone line. Through the first month of the season, I mean month by calendar, five weeks in, you're you're we're beyond the third of the way finished in the college football season by games. Based on the eye test, who's been the best team? Who's been the best player? If you boiled it down to one team. And one player, Aaron, what is your answer? Well, I think the team is Ohio State, and and I actually felt pretty good about them coming into last week, and I don't think Nebraska is very good. I think that people are overreacting to that one game. But you look at Ohio State, um, and 
defensively, they were basically coming into the last week and coming out of the last week top 10 in every major defensive category. Uh, Justin Fields, I, I think, you know, savvy people that follow college football, he wasn't in that Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts conversation to start. Um, but now you look at it and – I think it's 22 total touchdowns in the air and on the ground, zero interceptions, zero fumbles lost. I mean, he's right there. Offensively, they're clicking. Um, and so I do think they're the most complete team right now. Now, look, like there's they're still seven weeks left for Ohio State, and I think they're going to have a challenge this week with that Michigan State defense. But um, I think right now they're the most complete team. I, I, don't really ha- I don't really see what the big fundamental weakness is with Ohio State. I agree. In terms of players – yeah, yeah, I was going to say, in terms of players, I, I really don't know. You know, Jalen Hurts has been so impressive, but how much of it is that Lincoln-Riley offense? I've been banging this drum for the last week. I think we're just completely overlooking how incredible Tua is. Um, you know, this guy makes every throw. He makes it look so easy, but he's kind of, you know, old hat in college in college football right now. You know, yeah, I, I kind of equated it on my podcast to, like, you know, we get so tired in the NBA of talking about LeBron James that, you know, we're looking for Giannis to do this. Like, like, like you know, we just get tired of talking about the same guys, so we're always looking for the next big thing. But here's the bottom line. Tua beat out Jalen Hurts for a starting spot, and it was never close once Tua got the job. And so I think we're totally sleeping on him, Justin Fields. I can't give you a good answer on best player. I just can't because I think four guys are playing – at a phenomenal level right now, and I don't want to take away anything from any of them, but I think those four are clear-cut. You know, like one of them, like uh, like probably three out of the four are going to end up in New York, if not all four, and I think right now it feels pretty confident and pretty comfortable saying one of them is going to take home that Heisman Award. It's a very good point. I don't know why we have two a hangover because he's about as good a guy as there is in college football. He's done nothing wrong. He's been unbelievable, and the only reason he lost it last year was he got hurt, really, and then there was a little bit of a just a voter hangover because they just they got enamored by Kyler's late charge when Tua was banged up but to your point there's a new shiny toy at Oklahoma State Chuba Hubbard and we've never heard of him and now he's got a thousand yards in five games and 10 touchdowns on pace for Barry Sanders numbers and it's like give him the trophy right I mean not really but to your point we're waiting to see who's next and who's new but you know what AT I love it I love that it's not Bama Clemson and a huge chasm before the rest of the teams that is not the case this year and I love that it's not Tua Trevor and a huge chasm and then the rest of the players in fact Trevor's on the other side of that chasm right now and I think that's really really good for college football no I agree 100 percent and it'll be fascinating to see if one of these teams from the outside that we weren't expecting can actually break into that 14 playoff whether it is Auburn whether it is Wisconsin I don't yep. think the Pac-12 is quite dead yet. Um, you know, like I, like Oregon and Washington are both really, really, really good teams. Um, but listen, they also both have one loss and would have to go undefeated from here on out and like whatever. So no, I, I'm 100% with you. And, and it's weird because I saw some stat our buddy Stu Mandel put out the other day, and I don't remember what the exact stat is, but it's the first time in like 50 years that the top six hasn't changed since uh, the, the the preseason poll. Wow. So so they're really yeah. So like there isn't movement at the top, but like you said, there is movement at the top because listen, I was one of those guys that said like I have a hard time seeing anybody besides Bama or Clemson break through. Both those teams have major holes. Ironically, it's not the place you would expect. Clemson's offense struggling, Bama's defense struggling. But yeah, man, I'm just I'm so fascinated to see, um, you know, I, like I, I I don't think you get past the the I don't think there's much separation. I guess I would say, even not just with that top six, but even seven eight. If you include Auburn there, Wisconsin number one defensively in every major category. Their toughest tests are ahead. Um, like I, I I just think there's a lot of really good teams this year, and I'm just so fascinated to see over these next six or eight weeks how it all breaks down. But to your point, I'm just glad it's not Bama Clemson, Bama Clemson, Bama Clemson. Our thanks to Aaron Torres. When we come back, we'll run down quickly the three games that matter in the SEC. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report next on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? 
because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. The Aggies are off this weekend and take on Bama at Kyle Field in a 2.30 Central Time kick next Saturday at Kyle Field and on CBS, of course, in the national game on CBS. There are three games that matter in the SEC and maybe really just one, frankly, and we'll get to that right off the top. Well, the, the big game, hands down, end of story, seventh-ranked Auburn, 5 and 0 2 and 0 in the SEC at number 10 Florida. Also 5 and 0, also 2 and 0, but one of these is not like the other when it comes to what 5 and 0 and 2 and 0 has looked like so far. Yeah, Florida has muddled through it a little bit. It was sloppy against Miami. It was sloppy against Kentucky. They could easily be sitting 3 and 2 right now. They hadn't played anybody else really. Uh, Tennessee's no good, and a couple of patsies. Two but but Flor- but Auburn by resume, maybe not eye test, 
but by resume has looked as good as anybody. They're, they've got the best resume in college football so far. They go to uh, Jerry World in Arlington and beat Oregon in a thriller. They go to Kyle Field and handle the Texas Aggies. They demolished Mississippi State last week. Auburn has looked like maybe not the best team, maybe not the most complete team. They still got a freshman quarterback, but he's emerging, and they've got a couple holes here and there. But in terms of resume, they've been as impressive as anybody, and I do not see that slowing down. It's at 2.30, CBS, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, better known as the Swamp, and Auburn just given three and a half on the road to Florida? I don't believe so. Now, I know Florida is going to have the best defensive front because their edge pressure that Auburn has seen so far. <clears throat> but I like War Eagle in this game to cover that big time. I like Auburn by seven, seven to ten points, something like that. All right. Number three, Georgia, 4-0, 1-0 in the SEC at Tennessee, 1-3, 0-1. They got guys getting in trouble at Tennessee. You got Jeremy Pruitt apologizing for those guys getting in trouble, not not saying he's sorry, but almost the conversations that he's sharing with police officers. You got all kinds of trouble going on in Knoxville. And it, we should have known that it was going to happen like this and it'd be a dumpster fire every year when the, when the Vol Navy boat blew up and started sinking in the river next to the stadium on the day of the first game of the year. And then they lose to Georgia State. And it's been like that all season long, and it won't slow down anytime soon. Six o'clock, Needland Stadium, and a half full, or I should say half empty stadium on ESPN. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare, and it will continue. Georgia minus 24 and a half, and we'll cover it all day. All day minus 24 and a half. You can give me 34, and I think Kirby would get there before he slowed down. Georgia covers that spread. Vanderbilt one and three, zero and two in the SEC. At Ole Miss at two and three and one and one. This is six thirty at the Grove, SEC Network. Ole Miss favored by a little more than a touchdown, seven and a half. I think they cover it. They're at home. It's at night. The Grove will be a little fired up, and so so will Vaught Hemingway Stadium as they walk across the street for that game. That will help. I kind of like what Ole Miss is is trying to do at quarterback. They've made a change there and get a little more Rich Rodriguez flair in there with the running ability. So maybe that'll help Scotty Phillips in that offense a little bit. Elijah Moore's a good receiver, and their defense isn't as bad as we thought it would be. It's not good yet, but it's not as bad as we thought it would be. McIntyre does a really good job on that side of the ball. Their coordinators will ultimately uh, win it. Talent edge slightly to Ole Miss. Then you think about the home thing. I'm going to go Ole Miss to cover the seven and a half win by Matt Tennish 10, 10 to 14 points there. All right, that will do it. AM's off this weekend. Next week, a full fledged look ahead to the Alabama Crimson Tide coming in Kyle Field a week from Saturday. You've been listening to the Texags Marina White Report. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, to Cole Kublik, Aaron Torres, and our producer Dalton Hughes. I'm Gabe Bach. We'll see you next week. The Texags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network.